You are listening to the Lost Podcast, a podcast to inspire people who feel lost in their life. I am Rahul Agarwal, your host, and I'll be talking to individuals from different professions to talk about their story, journey, experiences, and lessons learned along the way. So, so uh, let me welcome uh, the first guest speaker of, of this, uh, part of this podcast. Saheb. Uh, Saheb is a comedian and uh, is basically from, from UK. Uh, so Saheb, uh, please introduce uh, yourself to the... Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for letting me be your first guest on it. Really nice, exciting. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, a bit about myself. I was actually, I was born in the UK. Uh, my parents are from uh, East Africa, so Kenya. Uh, I moved to Australia when I was 10 years old. Um, yeah, when I was 20, I've been in comedy for about two years, two and a half years now. Uh, so really new to it. Well, like in comedy terms, like two years is still relatively new as well. But yeah, so that's uh, that's my passion, my hobby. And yeah, what I want to So do. like, uh, how did you got into comedy? I've always wanted to do it. So like, I think comedy is something that I've always wanted to do my entire life. And uh, I think just uh, my missus kind of pushed me into doing it. And yeah, I've always kind of been that funny type of person, always like making people laugh. So I think it was just a natural step for me to get into stand-up. Yeah. So, so like, has this been like uh, something you've always like known or like even being a teenager or like, like have you ever always been like inclined towards being a comedian? Yeah, so I think for me, yeah, I just always wanted to do it. I think it's just, yeah, I've always inclined, always wanted to do it. I think it's just been something, yeah. It's always there been one my path. I think it was just yeah, there's always something I wanted to do. And yeah, I think like um, making people laugh is like really one of the hardest fucking job there is. And uh, so I do want to know like what your process is like. How do you come up with material and how do you like start your creative process? I th- oh, the thing is, like when you're starting off, like obviously, I think I'm still very much in the stages of like just. It's finding you take they tell they say it takes 10 years to find out who you are your persona in comedy which is mm-hmm. a long time uh but nice. the process of writing a joke is uh i think it just depends i think it's like firstly you can get your influences whoever influences you to do who influenced you to do comedy so mine there's a range of people that influence me like russell peters bill burr mm-hmm. dave Chappelle, whatever like all those people so you kind of merge what they kind of do uh into you because you're still trying to find your own style right so you mm-hmm. were basically kind of go off them, not really taking their jokes, but like their style. You like oh, that kind of like until you find yourself. So uh, my way of a creative process was really, I think I've always kind of had a comic. I just sound so fucking like I'm talking myself big up. But like, <laughs> I think I just always like, I don't really write weirdly. So like how I write is I will mentally, like I'll be saying the joke to myself. And I'm like, this is where the laugh comes in. This is where it is. I don't actually physically write. The actual writing process, I don't actually do that. It's more mental for me. Oh, um, that, uh, that's the first time I'm hearing uh, hearing that, actually. It's, it's very uh, different and unique, but it works for you. So what, uh, so what, wh- how do you, like, decide, like, what, what to deliver to, the, to your audience, basically? It's whatever... Yeah, so like I think my first five minute set was basically I just talk about who like because I think for me living in North America it's obviously like how I look and my accent don't really match. Yeah. The thing is, so like I'm talking about where I'm from, etc. 
uh, is massive in that aspect of things. So just kind of addressing the fucking elephant in the room, basically, like this is it. Because you know what I mean? It's like they're all they're already thinking about. It. It's like, oh, where are you from? Yeah. Why do you look like this and sound like this? So I kind of just like I think that was like my first uh, jokes were basically about that. And then I kind of just talk about me and like where I've lived and yada and that and that sort of stuff. Uh, but now I'm like writing another new five minute bit. Um, been a bit lazy, not gonna lie. Most comedians are pretty lazy, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm now I'm trying to do every two to three months write a new five minute set, uh, just so like and then perfect it. And it's just yeah, that's basically my process. That's right. Get a five minute, perfect it, do another five minute, then get. Again, then you'll have four or five minutes and you'll have, then you can make that into a 20, right? Uh, but now I'm talking about how much I hate white people. I don't really hate white people. I just think it's a funny topic to talk about. Because when I watched Younger, I did actually hate white people. I'm like, fuck these guys. <laughs> Everything's so easy for them, yada, yada, yada. So I think I just talk about that. Um, and yeah, I, you just have to try and make things that you find funny, funny. Yeah. You know? Like I think that's being true to yourself. Don't. Yeah, that's how I kind of do it. Just like if I find something funny, I'll, I will talk about that. And then it's just, a, then you just go perform it and then work it all out. It takes, it's, a bit, it's a process, unfortunately, it takes time. So like uh, how many like reiterations do you go through before you finalize like, okay, this is my five minute set. This oh. is it. I think it uh, depends. I think uh, this one, this time around, I'm almost like I've got, I've got like three solid minutes. Uh -huh. uh, I'm still working on the further two and it's been about I think like two months and it's all about trial and error and like um, just going out and performing it see what works see what doesn't work uh, it's like uh, someone once told me it's just like um, you you don't find out your best jokes from you the audience tells you what your best jokes are because uh -huh. I can you know what I mean? I can write what I think is an amazing joke, but it will never fly. It would never, no one likes it, right? If no one likes it, you know, why would I continue to do it? So your audience is your, the best judge of character for your jokes. So you have to go perform them and then they will let you know what is good and what is not. And then, then you kind of rework it. So like, um, so um, I know you've talked about like how people react differently to to your, so is, to you. So is there any, uh, any instance where you dealt with people being uh, people looking at you and reacting differently, finding out that you're a comedian. So is there any like stigma kind of stigma you've faced? Me? I don't know. I think people, um, people think I act the way I do because I do comedy, which is not true. I act the way I do because that's just me. I'm not fucking, I don't, I'm not someone else. I'm very like, I'm weird. I, I'm not very confident in myself. I love myself, right? Like I don't want to portray anyone mm -hmm. else. I'm not, I'm correct. not doing anything because I am a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I, correctly. this is just me. This is how I am. And I think that kind of annoys me. It's like people are like, oh, I, I know you do comedy, but you don't have to do like, you know, like no, it's not because I do comedy. It, this is just me. Like, you know, these are the flaws that I have, unfortunately. It's not, yeah. So that that kind that really does annoy me. And I think so I don't think there's the, any other stigma, really. So like comedy is just something that fulfills your heart, basically. Comedy, yeah, man. Like uh have you, I don't know, do you drink or do drugs or do anything? You do both? Okay. Uh, so, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. So, you know that rush you get, how do I, oh, fuck, how do I, it's, a, you get an amazing, when someone's laughing at your jokes and you get a round of applause, that rush is like, 
like something like dopamine or something. Yeah, it's uh, a, that, it's that a crushes massive, through your blood. Massive dopamine hit, like you need to get a like on Facebook, whatever. But like, it's mm-hmm. best because uh, you do comedy for the rush, right? That's basically what you do. Yeah. And that rush is fucking amazing, dude. It is basically like doing the best drugs ever. Like I've got to, got to do this, uh, and that's what people get keeps people going, man. Because some comics are like old, like still old, like really old, like you know, 60, 70, they're still doing it because of that that dopamine hit, that hit, that rush you get. It's it's nothing. Like, it's like like the best sex you've ever had. That's basically what it is. <laughs> it is a bunch of strangers laughing. It's it's such a great feeling. So like, yeah. So you've talked about how how the first laugh basically gives you that confidence to carry on your set. So yeah. what happens like uh, when the joke like the first one doesn't work and the second one doesn't work, but you kind of pick 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 it up later on. But well, how, what goes through your mind? Oh, I'm I'm really bad. Like when I'm bombing, I really don't want to be on stage. I I used to just walk off stage. Uh, which is bad. It's it's not good. I used to, like even like a couple of months ago, like four months ago, if things weren't going well, I'll just go. I'm, I've had my I've done. I'll just walk off. Uh, but what like I've just learned to just be on stage because you can you can bring it back. You just got to start. Just you just have material. Like uh, the other day, I think a couple of weeks ago, I didn't have a very good set. I I just like lost my way from the start and I just whatever. You, you just got to you know you should just be more you know that you're funny right so you just keep going with just go roll with the punches and like honestly sometimes it's like when you're bombing it, it is fun you have to start you have to learn to enjoy bombing and i think that's something i'm still trying to get my head around i'm trying to yeah learn that to do it better because it is fun at the end of the day you're still bombing still doing something you love uh-huh. right so yeah uh, uh that, that is a very good point like uh, it is failures that bring us to the successful chapter right Multiple so like oh. how do you uh, overcome that like if it happens uh, how do you deal with it mentally and h- how do you react to it physically on um, and in the moment in terms of failing failing yeah like bombing bombing the uh I think it's hard when you first do it right it's like anything you just have to get over it and realize it's not the end of the world i think that's like something i've learned and learning is just just fucking let it go and then continue on don't let one thing define you, right? So you just got to just go, uh-huh. okay, that didn't work. Uh, and you've got to keep going. You've got to, yeah, if you, re- if you really want it, you will work for it. You just have to kind of get it out of your head that it's everyone's bomb, dude. Like Dave yeah. Chanel's been booed off stage. Jerry uh, Sanford. Kevin Hart. Everyone, the greatest people who've ever done yeah. or anything have been booed or just, just done horribly. And you kind of have to just realize that those are the emotions you're going to have to go through in order to make it. Or, you know, or even just in general in life, you're not going to, not everything can be perfect. Yeah, it is true. So like, but how, how do you deal with, uh, like, how do you prepare yourself mentally to, uh, if something's going to screw up or something's not going to go your way? How, how do you prepare mentally though? I don't think I don't think like that. I don't think I'm gonna uh-huh. eat shit. So no, I, I like I don't I, I don't think I don't think I've ever gone into something going this is gonna be shit. Um, so I don't I think it's just how I react to it afterwards will be probably a better question for me. Um, I think I, I think I because all all comedians are insecure, right? Basically, that's why uh-huh. you because you're insecure, right? Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's dealing with it afterwards. It's just, uh, that's probably. You just have to learn how to just accept that that is what it is. But like, I don't think going into something, I'd be like, oh, it's going to be shit. 
uh-huh. so afterwards uh, you do sometimes feel that uh, okay this could have been gone better you learn yeah, from uh, it then overcome it basically absolutely i think everyone kind of does that uh oh, i could have gone better this way that way and i think it, i'm still in the process of learning how to kind of deal with that better uh-huh. so like uh, so you've been in comedy for like two two and a half years now so like is there something that you have learned uh, during the process now do you think is there anything that you wish you knew sooner earlier early on in your career or no i don't know i don't, I don't know i don't think I don't, i'm one of those people that has no regrets uh no i don't think so i think everything uh, happened for a reason uh, i wish i put i think this i think put a little bit more effort at the start I was a bit too nervous but like uh no not really i think uh, i'm a big believer in things happen at different times for different people so i, I think i'm just learning as i go and uh, i just want to kind of like dedicate my like i just want to do this for full time right so i think uh, that's my only puzzle right now now like i just want to i want to quit my job basically i just don't want to do comedy but like obviously that's not i can't do that right now it's not reality <laughs> but that would be the dream so like there's going to be like any creative person it's going to be a day where you have to pick uh-huh. you like basically a job or your dream, dream. And that's what kind of defo- that's what separates people who make it and don't make it not necessarily but like you have to make that decision where like do I want to be happy or do I want to have money and i think that's basically uh-huh. something that I, hopefully i'm close to that crossroads cuz I'm a very lazy person uh, generally so I want to put my 100% in into uh-huh. everything my podcast my stand up my youtube videos everything like that but when you have work it fucking drains the shit out of you so it's like yes. uh, you want uh, that's my dedication just wants to go into that but that right now not reality so how, how do you balance your time uh, basically uh, doing uh, another job following your passion and having a family at the same time so how do you give time to each one of them So I don't, I don't have I wouldn't say I've got a missus so I'm married Mrs. not yeah. have a family yet um but I think you have to make time and sometimes you piss other people off I think my comedy takes unfortunately takes uh it's just, it's something I'm very passionate about so it just kind of take over my life a little bit too much so I just like uh this is like the first weekend I'm probably not going to do comedy for like a, for a couple of weeks for the last couple of weeks so uh last since ever since everything opened up from COVID, from the lockdown I've been like comedy like two three times a week and um, that kind of for me to say cuz it's just like going to the gym the more you go the sharper you get better you're going to get right uh-huh. the stronger and what not yeah so uh, there has there has been like this movement across like uh follow your passion and uh, this uh pressure to find what you love and there are so many people who are like me who are confused who don't know what to do so like how how do you find it why is it so important to find your passion and like what if you cannot find it in the end i don't think like this is what i'd ask is probably um finding your passion okay i think passion's always if you have a passion it's always been there do you know what i mean it's like you can't like uh-huh. uh, i think also it's saying i think people take it too literally and they're trying to force something uh-huh. that's not really there uh for me like i've always had a passion for comedy like as as long as i can remember yeah. like when i was uh-huh. a kid I, i was doing russell peters sets like bits to my my family friends i also love i have a passion for cricket i love cricket i played cricket a lot and i've always had those two things i've always had passions for like for me personally like i've always had passions for things but like i think what that question more entails is like go out of your like 
get yourself out of the box that you're in and go discover new things and see what else is out there. Um, I think is, is probably massive, probably what they're saying. And I think people, if you try and force something, it will never happen. I think you just have to let things happen naturally. And uh, yeah. if you try, like, don't try too hard, but try. I don't, you know what, if you get what I mean. Uh-huh. I think yes, so, yeah, like uh, this is something uh, uh, someone said to me that the, finding your passion is like finding your favorite food. You, you don't know what your favorite food is until you try <laughs> that particular food. Yeah, uh, but it's it, that's also like a good way to put it. But then again, yeah, it's, it's you just find it, just find it. Like I think it's really it's like just just do lots of just, other shit. If you don't have a passion right now, just find fuck do it do everything. Like do something else that you haven't done before, and maybe like you know who knows maybe skiing is your passion. Like you, you, you know, like who knows? Yeah, you could be world's greatest piano player, but you do, you wouldn't know if you went, never try it. Yeah, exactly. So, you, like, I think it's just more saying being more open to the possibilities to do other things that you haven't done before. So, like, uh, like, what difficulties have you faced, like, due to COVID and lockdown? Uh, you said, like, you weren't able to, like, do co- stand-ups and comedy yeah, skits. Weirdly. So, like, this honestly has probably been the, like, for me, been the year that I've kind of figured shit out that I want to do, right? I think, uh-huh. you gotta say, for me, I've always seen, like, the life is, like, is your glass is always half full, not half empty, right? You have to always uh-huh. have positives out of the negatives, right? So, look, I lost my job in early this year. Uh, you know, I was off for three months. And within that three months, I figured out what, I'm like, what do I really want to do? Because I had time to think. And I'm like, comedy, that's what I want to do. I want to make YouTube videos. I want to have my own podcast. I want to do this, yada, yada, yada. And that that's basically like, and I've just been doing that. So during quarantine and stuff, not quarantine, during lockdown, that's what I was doing, doing uh, YouTube videos and etc. And I think, it's been honestly like been a great year for me because I know what I want to do personally. I just know this is what I want to pursue. This is all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. So, like basically, to make a decision, you uh, you basically took a step back and just look look the world. Okay, so this is what this is the path that I want to follow now. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like put it this way: like uh, you obviously work. I'm not going to shit on your work. <laughs> uh, you, you every we're all yeah. replaceable, right? Like sure, yeah. We're just numbers. Really, right? Like, they don't, like they really don't. As long as you're making the money, they're happy. But if you're not making the money, they're not happy. And it's like, you're easily disposable. It's like, goodbye, we don't need you anymore. Yes. Get rid of you, here you go. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I kind of felt. And so I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I want to do this, like, I just want to do it. Like, then I'm like, I want to do what I want to do. Like, life's too short to work for companies. Like, I don't want, I'm doing jobs I don't want to do. Yeah. that up. is, yeah, that is also suggested by your name, right? Your name basically means uh, you're your own boss, yeah. Sahib. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think, but like to get to like where I'm at now, like I have to go through all that shit of working for people and like yada, yada, yada. Because you have to realize what uh, yourself, basically what it means to be a worker almost, right? And it's like, so you kind of have to live a little bit, right? And then, so after doing uh, stand-ups and stuff so w- have you ever faced like any hacklers and ha- how do you deal with those uh like what what do you mean like uh in terms of on stage or off stage on stage 
on stage hecklers like oh, while you're performing. Thing. You just have to kind of shut them up. Like you're in control. Uh, basically, like you're nine times out of ten, the comedian will always win. Uh, yes. Against because it's like, you know what I mean? Because they just, the audience wants to enjoy the show. They come to see a comedian do. Uh, like I saw uh, something the other day. I was uh, at a show and this comedian and a heckler had almost like a bust up. And it's just like, and everyone hated the heckler. And it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're always in power. And um, it's just, you just have to just roll with the punches. You like, comedians are usually funnier, smarter. What, what was it? Wittier. And sharper than this regular Hecula. So you can kind of, most people, like, once you get used to it, you can just diffuse the situation and just move on. I really love your attitude, man. Just uh, whatever the problem is, you just have to overcome uh, right there and then. And uh, just cannot be prepared. You just have to be in that state mentally to be, just go on, push forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, I know, you kind of have to, right? Like, it's just like, because yeah. like, like, life's fucking not easy, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> it's fucking hard and um but you just, you just gotta like it's a roll with the punches man it's just like i think like me personally living in so many different countries and it's like you kind of just have to like roll with the punches you can't just like be sad all the time. you know what i mean like it's like what's the yes go get on with it right get on with it yeah that's the attitude uh, that everyone should have so so what are some fond memories that you have like uh, of your career so far like as a comedian so far, not not so many, and not that good. Uh, no, no. I, I think I made the semi-finals of the Yakov uh, last year, which is pretty oh. nice. The Yuck Yucks has a competition every year uh, for amateur comedians. I went through to the semi-finals, which is really nice. Uh, uh, I'm going to Edmonton in December, hopefully, if shit still is open uh, for a competition. I think I'm just seeing myself grow, which is really nice, and then. Uh, yeah, basically just, just seeing how like, I'm, I'm better now uh, than I was obviously like a year when I started and I feel this, I feel myself getting better and better and better. And uh, I think that's, that's my biggest joy so far. Yeah, so like uh, having that growth mindset, uh, that's so satisfying mentally when it, the things are going your way. Like you can see the changes, you can see the changes in your thinking process, your creative process yeah. as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. But how do you approach a particular set or a particular sketch, knowing that this is the audience that you're you're gonna get, and this is the audience you need to cater to? I don't think I'm at the stage where like I know what the audience is gonna be like. Uh, I think you just go there, do do what you can, and because um, yeah, I don't think I I know because sometimes it's like five people in the room, you know that sucks, but like you kind of got to work with it, right? Uh, I I don't think I'm I don't know. Uh, I think it's just. Again, just whatever happens on that night, just kind of, kind of make it work. Just keep going. I think that's basic. Because I used to walk off this, so I used to just walk off stage when I wasn't like feeling like, oh, this is shit. Uh, but I think you just like, just keep going. I think, and I don't know how to. I think for me, where I'm at my stage, I just want to work on my own own stuff because I want to lead up to getting a 20 minute set, right? And so midway through next oh. year, I'll have like a fucking nice 20 minute bit. Um, so I'm just writing five minute increments of stuff and kind of make it all work together. Work. I'm just trying to like, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I'm just seeing what works where and yeah, if this doesn't, because you kind of, you have to go to different rooms as well and see what works. Cause sometimes it may, one joke may work here, but it may not work over there. And you kind of just have to like do that as well. Do as much 
go to as many places as you can to do comedy. So like, uh, what's the importance of geography? So does that change your uh, approach to that particular set? Or like, do you change some wordings or something uh, in that particular set if, you, if you're performing somewhere else other than Vancouver or somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you'd have to kind of change little bits of it to kind of cater to that audience. Just say like, I went to the states and did a, like you did your set. Like you kind of have to obviously cater to them. Take a little like the Canadian parts out of it, include Americans, so they can relate to it. Because it's all about comedy is all about relating to it. That's why it's okay. funny, right? Because you can relate to it. Yes. Always just funny. But but most of it is like, oh, I can relate to that. That's hilarious. So you kind of have to make it relevant to them, right? So I think you're just changing parts of it of your joke to cater to them, basically. Um, like, what what are some comedians that like make you laugh so hard? Like, what are some that you just uh, cannot get enough of? Comedians who influence me. Uh, yeah. Um, so basically, I'll go from I'll do top five, I guess, uh, for myself. So I think yeah. Paul Trowbridge. Uh, he's a guy from the uh-huh. UK. He's a uh-huh. he's a, a Punjabi guy. Fantastic, hilarious comedian. Probably one of my favorites. Uh, number four is uh, Ramesh Ranganathan. Again, oh, yeah. Again from the UK. Uh, extremely funny. He was a feature before. Hilarious. Yeah, just hilarious. Sri Lankan, yeah, British, I mean, fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Number three will be Bill Burr, I think. Bill Burr. Just fantastic. Just, I love the fact that he's like pissed off all the time. He's just a mad guy. But like, he also had has the same i probably have a similar writing process to him where like he doesn't physically write anything down it's just up here um number two oh number two who would sugar sammy have you heard of sugar sammy i haven't heard of sugar sammy i've heard of the rest but not sugar sammy yeah, sugar sammy he's a he's canadian uh he's, i think he's i think he's Punjabi as well um he's uh so, but the good thing about Sugar Sammy is like he's from Quebec, right? So he can do his set in English, French, Punjabi, and Hindi. So just fucking just being able to do that, just okay. to be, you know what I mean? Just to be able to do a set in four languages, fucking crazy, right? And that's just amazing. Uh, and this, I think he's so underrated. Uh, and then number one would have to be Russell Peters for me, man. Oh yeah, uh, Russell Peters. Uh, like he's so big, and of course in India he's. He's huge. He's huge. His joke jokes are uh, his specials yeah. get sold out very, very. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think you can because I'm assuming you're obviously from India, right? Yeah. But <laughs> so uh, I. Do. When did you get to know about Russell Peters? So Russell Peters, I would say uh, somewhere around 2010, 2011. Yeah, it's late. It's, it's late. It's quite late. That's yeah, really late. But, um, but I was like in oh six. That was like when he was like getting like ten is like when he was kind of getting past it a little bit. It's just uh, things uh, things like internet is much better now and uh, things yeah. go move much faster now. But faster back then, now, right? yeah. But back then, it, it took time uh, for the information to reach to us. But yeah, he's great and uh, his Indian. His different accents and dialects. So uh, that's what made him, right? It's just phenomenal. What, from, the first like Indian comedian in the West, right, to make it. So it's like I think that's why for me he was the first person I saw on stage that looked similar to me and that I could really relate to. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like me. And yeah, so for me, massive influence. I think he'll always be my number one, regardless of whatever happens in life. 
that is definitely true with Russell Peters. It's it, it's someone you see like if he if he looks like me and if he's made it, and there's no excuse for me to not do the same or not give, uh, not put in enough effort. Yeah, basically, it's like he opened the door for the rest yes. of us to come from right in the west. So uh, he basically just opened it up, and now all Indians are flooding in now. Um, so. Yeah, so it's basically, yeah, he opened that door and gave us all. a lot of other people have done a lot, but like he's the first like real one to kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of like, yeah, so you got to pay respects to that. Yeah, it is like commendable for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, how, how draining is comedy though? Like w- w- preparing for it and uh, performing it and going through the whole ordeal. How draining is it on you? I don't think it's draining. I think, uh, no, I, I look forward to it. It's like the best fucking part of my week. Part of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah I, don't, I wouldn't say it's draining. I think parts of it can be draining in terms of like the writing aspects of it, coming up with new stuff can be. I, I like performing. Like there's comics who, there's comedians who, uh, who like writing and mm-hmm. uh, who like performing. And then there's like, I, I just like performing. Uh, but like you have to get good. Because you, you can't, like this is the thing about like, Comedy, it's not like singing, it's not like music. Like musicians can just fucking write, sing someone else's song, right? And people yeah. are like, wow, amazing. If I if I did someone else's set, I'm fucking dead. Do you know what I mean? Dead. Uh, you have to like write that's that's what I love about comedy as well. It's like you're regardless of whatever happens, right? You're doing your own jokes. No matter how bad or how good or how great they are, they're your jokes. They're no one else's jokes. And stealing yeah. jokes is like the number one worst thing you can do. That is something that people like. Have you ever like dealt with or seen anyone like go stealing someone's joke or stealing sets while performing? Have you yeah, noticed? Yeah, I, I don't think. I think I've personally uh, stolen j- jokes, but like you oh, see, no, I don't know. Of I, course. I, I don't know. No, I don't. I know you are, but like I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone really steal someone's joke yet. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm not like, this is the weird thing. I wasn't a massive comedy fan until I got into comedy. It's like, oh. I'm only starting to realize a lot of, a lot of comedians as I'm doing it, because I'm meeting other people who do comedy. Like, oh, this guy's amazing. Or this, this chick's sick. And it's just like, I'm just learning more. So like, I was really only watching like Russell Peters, like, before I got into comedy, really, and Jim Jeffries, really, like I was. Like, Jim Jeffries is amazing, man. Australian guy. Yeah, he's my number one Australian comedian. That was like my brown list and Bill Burr for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but Jim Jeffries is fucking. It's just phenomenal comedian. Probably, the, I think he's the best comedian that's come out of Australia ever. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think like his bits on religion is especially uh, commendable. Commendable, I would say. Oh, he's great. I've seen him live. He was the first comedian I ever saw. Just, oh. Yeah, it's just for not just crazy. It was it was nuts. It was just just fucking good. He's so so calm. The, he has that presence on on the stage, and um, that brings me to like uh, my next question. So like some comedians have that like calm presence, and some comedians have that funny look on their face, like Russell Peters do, yeah. and like Gabriel Iglesias and um, others, and some are like Dave Chappelle who are so chill, and so. How 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 much difference does it make? 
So again, it just depends, right? So it's like again, like it takes, as I said, like it takes that ten years to kind of find who you are in comedy, yeah. and that's what you're kind of figuring out. And that within that first ten years, it's like, who who are you? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna make faces? Like, it's just you're gonna find finding out how you do comedy. So it's just basically it's all trial and error, and you see what works and what doesn't work, and that, that's basically what it really is. Okay, so like. Um... Was there any part in your journey, like till uh, till you decided to do comedy? What was that pivotal moment where you decided, okay, so this is it? Uh, two and a half years ago, uh, not uh, now, but yeah. Uh, when I when 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 well, sorry when you first. Uh, I can rephrase that. So the way I realized that this is all I wanted to do is that what you're kind of asking? Yes. Uh, I think it's the, the first time when I went on stage and uh, when I got off stage, I, I wasn't. It wasn't a great set, but it made some people laugh, and they were, I was on a fucking high. Like that was, the, I think that's the biggest high I've had like ever. Was the first time I did comedy, and I came off, and I'm like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing, man. Uh, that you found what you love, and how important it is to have that support system. Uh, just you mentioned, like your missus. Uh, pushed you towards following your passion and how how does that support system help you it's great because they're always pushing you to strive to be better right so not just in comedy but as as a person right so you always need someone in life who's going to push you to become better not worse right Um, so because you know there's fucking you're not going to become the best on your own or you're not going to make it just on your own you need help right like that's not and i think people don't recognize them. I need help. You need people to support you. You need a great, you just need that, right? Otherwise, you're not going to succeed because we all have our insecurities and all that. So, you definitely do need someone to kind of kick you up the ass sometimes and go, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, you got to get your shit figured out, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, that, uh, so there are a lot of uh, stereotypes uh, surrounding everything, whether it's being an Indian, being in a certain profession or whatnot. So have you, uh, like, what are some of the stereotypes that you, as a comedian, believe in to be true and some of them which you believe to be false? For being a comedian? Yeah, like I like stereotypes. Like, if you can make a girl laugh, she, like comedians get oh. more girls and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Personally, comedians generally are the, we're not the best looking people, put it that way. Um, just generally, most comedians, we, we I think we fucking should be well aware of this. Like, as a comedian, if you listen, we, we're not the best looking people, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, but this is the, and the thing is, if you're good looking, if you're somewhat good looking, you look even better because most comedians don't take care of themselves at all. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, likewise, like fucking, I'm not like, <laughs> like, like shit right now. Um, uh, stereotype, I don't. The thing that we all get along. Uh, I think my misconception was going into comedy that everyone gets along, it's all going to be a good time, everyone's going to be, uh, you know, making everyone laugh, and it's going to be a good time. False, you know, there's. Uh, you, not everyone's going to get along. It's just like the rest of life. Uh, there's going to be division. There's going to be drama. There's going to be all this other bullshit with, within it. And uh, yeah, and that's that's something that's a part no one really kind of knows about if you're not in a scene at all. But that's very much so. Um, but other than that, it's pretty good. Like it's uh, I don't know about any other stereotypes. Is that people expect you to be funny all the time when they hear that you do comedy? Uh, that's I'm like no man, <laughs> I don't want to be funny all the time. Just somehow. <laughs> 
So uh, how do you deal with that? Uh, does that add to your pr- pressure, like uh, the pressure show, pressure of being funny all the time? Does, does, or does it doesn't bother you even? I, I don't know. Like I, I've always tried to make people laugh all the time anyway, like just naturally. But like, I, don't, I don't, just don't tell people anymore, like at work and stuff. But it, it, uh, it'll come out eventually, but I just don't like telling people instantly because I'm just like, I don't know. I just, yeah, just, I, I just, just like, I don't know why. I just don't want to like it. Yeah. Because then people are like, oh, just tell me a joke. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. Because like, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, because I don't think jokes, I don't know. I don't think I can do my set. If I, if you told me to do my set now, I, I couldn't do it. It's, I don't know. It would be fun because it's not meant uh-huh. to be like a conversation. It's just meant to be done it's, on stage, you know? So yeah, but mindset and then everything, you know? Yeah, like there's a different mindset that audience sit with when they watch comedy and yeah, uh, well, another yeah, exactly. And sorry, another stereotype for comedy is uh, that it's fucking hard, dude. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> uh, I think people um, comedy majority of it's pre-written, right? So like you're uh-huh. writing these. I don't think people realize that. People are like, oh, wow, we're just coming up with these jokes like that. No, these are fucking work on jokes <laughs> for ages. You know, you see a Netflix special, that guy or girls who work on it for a fucking year or more, uh, it takes time. And I think people are like, wow, it's, we're coming up with these jokes. No, it's a whole process of getting an hour or 45 minutes, even five minute bit together. It takes time. Yeah, like I've seen and heard many actors talk about how difficult it is to make comedy movie even, like to make people laugh. Like crying is easier on even on screen to make people laugh. Because you just have to start crying, right? Like yeah, you can uh, take a onion near your eyes and uh, you'll start crying. But for comedy, you have to be good. That's where you're tested properly. Yeah, I don't think it is, but like, I don't know, but it, it is the best thing in the world. I fucking love comedy, man. It, it's so fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just fucking, yeah, one of the best things, honestly, for me, like, I, it's yeah, definitely my passion. Definitely. I, I can see it, like, uh, uh, like pe- people uh, who are listening and they're uh, not able to see you, but whenever you talk about comedy, I, I can see your eyes light up and you, you talk it with certain passion, right? dude it's, it's honestly it is once you find whatever like fuck i don't like this is my thing i don't even want to make it you know i don't want to be famous if i can just make like a, a teacher's wage or like make a work livable if i can make what i earn now at my job in comedy fucking dude that's making it do you know what i mean that's like, making it like you don't have to be famous you know what i mean i don't want netflix specials yeah it'd be uh-huh. nice uh, but like i just want to be able to do like i think yeah, you know, I don't think you're in it in comedy for the money. I don't think you should be, if you really have a passion for it, you do it for free, right? Like, that's just like, yeah. you want money, right? You need money to survive. But you would do it for free, regard, you know? That's how I see it. I do comedy for free now, you know? Like, I get paid occasionally, but like, I do it for free now. But yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's, uh, it's better to earn uh, like $40,000 a year doing what you love rather than earning a million dollars a year and being miserable all the fucking time. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Uh, fuck, dude. It's just, yeah, once you... Well, what are your passions? Let me ask you some questions, man. Like, what are you yeah, so... <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm, the podcast is titled Lost, basically. So, it, it is me being confused and 
trying to find what what do i love so this is me trying different things to find oh, my wow. passion what what do you what do you lost like what do you so you did you go to what did you go to university obviously indian you probably went yeah. to yeah, what you <laughs> so yeah, I I went to university. Uh, I studied at Simon Fraser University here in I went uh, Burnaby. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I did economics there, and um, currently, currently just working at at another university as well. Oh, but nice. uh, I'm in midst of it. I, I love to teach. I would say okay. uh, this is something that I've tried, and but I, I still want to keep my avenues open and uh, try out different things. And not have a single ounce of regret when I'm older. That's yep, yeah, dude. That's that's the thing, man. You you want to, when you're 80 years old, then you look back you're like, fuck, I did all of it. I did, it. I did everything I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could have done. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's the all thing you want to look back at. You don't want to be like, you're not gonna be like, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not gonna look and go, oh shit, yeah, man, got so much money in the account. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, like, who, you know, who's gonna do that? Like, you know, like, yeah, man, so much money, no friends, no family. You look back at life, you're just like, I was working all the time. All the time. Yeah, like, I think that's my biggest thing. I don't want, like, are you, are you the same way? Like, you don't want to be like, wake up when you're 80 going, shit. yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's my, I would say, biggest, biggest fear. If I have any, I would say I don't want to wake up when I'm 80 and see back and think, oh, I could have done that or I could have done that too. But I should have been more uh, forceful or much more engaging or I should have looked for other opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to wake up doing that. No, that's yeah. not. Feel the same way, man. Like it is so true, but so many people don't know that because the fear is real, man. And the people yeah. are scared of not doing something, right? It's, it's crazy, true. man. So it's like we're scared <laughs> of waking up with no regrets, with regrets, right? But then we're yeah, scared correct. of actually doing something new. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. it's so true. Um, but dude, I think that's just life. Um, but once you get over, I think like even for this doing your first podcast, right? It's just gonna get easier, yeah. right? It's correct. It's it's yeah. really hard. It's hard now, but like yeah, man, like five yeah. years. You know, you know, say five years down the road, you're still doing a podcast. But you know what I mean? It's just, you, you have know? to start somewhere. Yeah, you will have to start somewhere, man. It's like the worst thing is, is like when I started comedy and I watched my one of my sets or one of my jokes um, the other day for when I first did it, and it was so it was cringeworthy for me to watch back. I'm like, oh, that was. I used to say it like for that. Um, so it, it's just like you'll you'll feel the same way, man. You look back at this. I will my performance. <laughs> uh, you'll be like, oh shit, because because as you do more things, you learn more, you get sharper, right? Yeah. right? So it's it's got to do it though. So I'm proud yeah. of you, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. It's um, and so uh, I have a question, which is um, which is a bit different. So if you were to like oh. teach comedy hypothetically. Uh, yeah. what would you teach and how, whose content would you suggest to your students and recommend at the same I time? I, I don't think I'd ever teach comedy because I did a comedy class and it was, no offense, it was the waste, biggest waste of time. Like, I already kind of knew everything. <laughs> I wouldn't say I knew everything. It was good. Like, I made some friends and stuff and I like, uh-huh. had a good case and it was nice like that. Got to learn a couple of different things. Uh, but... I don't, I think comedy is one of the things where like, you just, you just have to go do it, unfortunately. Like, there's no like, 
if you do a class, it's like it's just like you know, it's not like it's not like acting school. Do you know what I mean? Like comedy something's like here, yeah, you just fucking sign up, go do it, and. Uh, <laughs> That's how it's always been. It's weird. Like comedy is the only thing where it's just like, all right, you're gonna sign up and then go on stage and do something you've never done before. Good so, luck. going to war without training, basically. Yeah, I think you learn on on the way. It's like you know when you learn on the job, that's comedy. Learning on the job, and you, as you do it more, you learn more, and that's yeah, that's how you can get better. And I think I think it's like, it, all right. But to answer, if I did do a class hypothetically. Uh, I would teach my own. I would. I would. I don't know. I'd, I'd be like. I would just say who my influences are, and uh, but everyone else has different influences, right? So I think. Yes. Uh, so you just have to kind of. I it don't. Right. I, 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 I'm really. It, I don't know. This would be really hard because even when I go to like writing sessions with people, I have no advice for other people to do with their jokes. Because I don't know what they. You know what I mean? I'm so. If you tell me, hey, how do I finish this joke? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can do my own jokes because I, I don't know I'm just thinking about myself all the time uh, it's weird I don't know how to help other people with their jokes so um, maybe yeah. that could help like um, but yeah I would think to say how I would do things but then every, yeah it's, it's hard because I'll be a horrible teacher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a, a, it'd be a waste of everyone's time <laughs> sometimes you're better than we think we are and uh, vice versa as well yes uh i like to be humble um yeah because definitely always be, and my dad taught me to keep your feet on the ground because when you fall it doesn't hurt as much so yeah. always be humble man. and humble is uh, yeah it's you, you get it's me because it's good you can't i don't go for it even if i have a good set i'll be like oh, i was okay yeah, i mean oh, i was all right I was, yeah uh, I would like, oh, dude, fucking killed it, bro. Just smashed it, dude. I'm the best. No, you think that in here, right? You, but it's just, yeah, be humble. Yeah. So th- this reminds me of a, of a thing uh, that Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a business tycoon. Uh, so he also says, like, to, the best way to silence all your haters is not to believe in the hype. If you don't hear them clapping, you're, you're not going to hear them complain as well. Yeah, that's fucking spot on as well. Like, it's so true though, right? Uh-huh. Correct. Man. Uh, so Being humble, man, that's, it's, I think that's, that's huge. Just, just in life, you know, like, just be humble. So, Kendrick Lamar some... would say. <laughs> so, uh, what is it, uh, what is one lesson that you've, one or two lessons that you've learned just because you started comedy? after or after starting comedy like what is one thing that just uh yeah i'm not always the funniest person in the room uh-huh. um and just believe in yourself man like if you want to do something you can really do it and i think that's like yeah i think that's because i, I didn't i don't know uh, i was pretty i didn't think I'd, i was weirdly i don't think i ever would have done it if my missus didn't push me and it's like just you just got to do it like just do it and you will be fine you will not die unless you're doing something dangerous, but just go do it. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to just do it. You have to do it. Just like Nike, man. So, just do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just sort of fucking do it and then you're fine. Yeah. So th- th- that's, I, I guess like everything uh, revolves around that. Just taking action is more important than planning and everything. Yeah. I'm not much. I've, 
I'm not much of the planner per se. I'm, <laughs> more, I'm really impulsive. So I'm like, just, yeah, you just got to like, even if you want to plan something, just plan. I think what happens is people, some people over plan and oh, I've got to have this, you know, I have to do this and that and this before I can do this. And you never actually do anything, you yeah. know? Like I've got this- a guy, yeah, a friend who wants to do comedy, but he's been putting it off for ages. And I'm like, no, I've got to have this before I do this. I'm like, dude, just fucking do it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. never going to do it if you keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what actually Joe told me. Uh, I was just putting, uh, starting my podcast off one week after another. And yeah. then he just said, oh, dude, you just got to do it. There's no other yeah, you way. You have to do it. It fucks you. He's in. a horrible person. No, no, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> no, he, but he's, he's right. The one good thing Joe's ever said, yeah, is is that is no, no. You have to just just do it, man. Just do it, man. Or he's going to be ten years later, and then twenty years, and you're eighty. He's like, oh, I better start a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, let me get my teeth back in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you be fine. Honestly, just do. It. Uh, so how long have you wanted to do a podcast for? Uh, like I've been thinking about it since like uh, I would say five, four, five months now. Like, but 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 I went back I to it. say years. I'm like, oh my god. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's still like a decent amount of time, so that's all right. Right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Just and I would say like Joe being uh. Joe had his own podcast that really like inspired and helped me like if uh, someone to look look for help and if you have someone who you could go to with questions and stuff yeah. that really clears your mind and gives you a path right yeah absolutely man I didn't know we were complimenting Joe wouldn't have signed up <laughs> <laughs> no no he's not he's good either we're good friends right whoever's listening uh, he'll laugh at this but no no it, it, it's true though. It's, uh, that's good that like fuck, man. You got inspiration from Joe. No, I was Joe. Really, really... <laughs> Who, Joe? That guy? The same guy. <laughs> that, uh, no, that, that's awesome though. That you kind of like um, you kind of figure that you wanted to do something new as well. That's that's dope, man. Uh-huh. And uh, are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, like it's it's fun. It's like a very chill. Having Pretty a awesome, yes, man. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's good. That's good, man. Let's see. Yeah, got to keep doing it, man. And yeah, well, fuck. Let me ask you something. Quick. When did you move? When did you move here? Yeah, in Vancouver. I, I moved in Vancouver like five years ago, uh, for for studies, basically. For studies, but from India, right? Yeah, correct. Where Where in India are you from? Uh, I'm from Jaipur. Uh, this is northwest oh, nice. part. Rajasthani. Rajasthani, yeah. City. The pink city, man. So. I think like that's all the questions. That, that awesome, it was a good time, man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at sahib.est.94. I also have a YouTube. It's just Sahib Rana. You can find me there. My podcast is called A Little Bit Serious with Sahib. Weekly episodes with different comedians from Vancouver. And I did some other ones from one was my friend and some was comedians from the States. But yeah, that's a weekly show. And yeah, man, that's that's where you can find me. So it's been a great, great talking to you. We've learned so much. We've talked about so many different things from comedy to football and uh, passion to how to deal with failures. And it's been a great talk. And I hope our listeners can get some something or something of value out of it 
Yeah, absolutely, man. You better fucking learn some of your listeners. No, I'm just <laughs> but, uh, No, it's been honestly again wonderful. Thank you for having me as your first guest. And uh just remember, Joe, if you're listening, no one likes you. Uh we love you. No, I <laughs> uh no, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great session. Thank you so much, man. No worries, man. Take care.